Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Conscious Reconstruction Podcast. I am the host with the most, aka Tony Melbourne, and I'm joined here with the illustrious, the amazing Ash is in the building. How are you? Harry. Yeah, that's your fault. It's not, though. <clears throat> not my fault. How? I hope your dog enjoys me. I don't know if he really likes me. Cause it seems like he's just a little slower for attention. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna say he's not. <laughs> I don't know if this is something that he just likes doing. You know what I'm saying? If anybody, he's a player for real, male, female, don't matter. Yeah. If you pet him, he will stay. Mm-hmm. And leave his hair on you. And exactly. So I don't know if I'm special or not, but you petted him. <laughs> That makes them infinite. That makes you infinitely okay. I mean, that's your fault that you got here. You touched him. <laughs> no, he touched me. And he you touched over him back. And say hey, and I say hey. <laughs> yeah, he does. I will acknowledge that he, he will face first. His nose be nose dived into my vaginal area, straight there. I'm like, sir, that's how say he, hi. That's how he greets people. <laughs> Very straight into him, like mm, that's how he greets a uh, gentleman. He was being a gentleman. <laughs> no, he was not. Oh, that's how they greet each other in the streets. Yeah, I forget about that. Exactly. That's exactly how they greet each other. <laughs> Good said. to meet you. Yeah. If you turn around, I'll, I'll sniff that as well. Open up. <coughs> Come on. Say hi. Say, say hello. <laughs> I'll turn around too. You can sniff as well. <laughs> Feel free. <laughs> Come on, we'll do it in a circle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he, he's trying to be polite. I see. Y'all just not responding to his courtesy. <laughs> right, 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 right. That's not his fault. We do that to dudes too, or just women's? Mm, Everybody. That's crazy. It would definitely women's. Definitely, <laughs> definitely women's. women's. <laughs> it's a woman thing. I don't know. It's just the women's. You know what the fuck it is. <laughs> <laughs> y'all smell different. <laughs> That's what it is. Y'all smell different. Oh. So he's saying hello. <laughs> Hi, different smelling creature. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I am here. <laughs> In case you needed to know. I am I. Come here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Come here. <laughs> how's your weekend been? Ooh, it was pretty cool. Pretty decent weekend. I watched two movies. I don't know why I'm getting into horror movies so late in the life, but I watched Swarm. That's the new Donnie, Donald Glover, Childish Gambino. Uh, What's that about? Pretty dope. He do like a parallel. It's like satire against Beyonce's fans. and you Oh, know. the Swarms of the Beehive. I heard about this Yeah. Movie. No, I've thoroughly enjoyed this. Okay. <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed this show. It looks fucking immaculate. I really enjoyed it. Then I watched this fucking movie called Glorious. This randomly, the trailer just randomly came up on my feed. And I'm a sucker for a primordial god. I sure am. And the premise is he get caught in the bathroom. And then this voice comes out the bathroom stall. And the only thing you see on the one side is this like creature. But then there's a hole in the middle. So it's like a glory hole and somebody painted this monster over the hole and uh it's a lovecraft uh one of those guys from like the lovecraft novels mm. 
What a wild ride. <laughs> All I got to say is Charles that. really hates what? Lovecraft. Really? Mm-hmm. Man. I never read his stories because they get a, they kind of hard for me to read, but I enjoy people's interpretation of the stories. His issue with him is his racism. Oh, really? Yeah, he's wildly racist. Oh. So that's fair. So anyway, I really enjoyed <laughs> I knew you didn't care. <laughs> it was just a fun fact that yeah, I, that I, I remember. Yeah, I really like, enjoyed this particular Oh, I know movie. this name because I brought the, I brought things up that he's done before and yeah. Charles' response was, I don't fuck with him. Yeah. He's wildly racist. So. I just love, right. like, it don't even gotta be Lovecraft, like a primordial, give me anything that comes from the abyss before humans were human story. Fucking ancient ass threats to humanity. I can't help myself. Because <laughs> when okay. I saw the trailer, I'm like, mm, I gotta go get that. So I watched that. It's not the greatest movie ever made, but it is quite the joyride. Is it scary at least? No. It's right. funny as fuck. Because <laughs> when he tried, because he was like, yeah, I need a sacrifice from you. And he looked through the hole like, okay. And then after he could finish fucking with his head and getting inside his memories, he was like, all right, I'll fucking do it. He put his dick through the hole and the entity was like, excuse me, is that your penis? <laughs> he was like, I don't want that. <laughs> so this is a comedy. Yeah, it's a fucking comedy. He put his dick in a hole. He was like, man, what? No, I don't need that. It's <laughs> like, what would you expect me to think? He was like, not that. And then... And he tells him what he actually needs. And he was like, what? What the fuck? What do you mean I have to give you that? He was like, just for a minute ago, you're about to give me your penis. So, <laughs> What does he want? His liver. No. He wanted his fucking liver. Now, he eventually do it. But the plot twist is in the movie is that the guy that gets caught in this realm with this monster he was a serial killer and he was really in love with this girlfriend and she found out that this nigga was cuckoo and cuckoo puffs. He had like a box filled. He took pictures of them right before he killed him. She found his little horror box with the leftover panties and shit and he killed her. And tell me why. This is the, I'll watch this ending so many fucking times. He goes, he's like, all right, I'll do it. If you just give me the memory. He was like, listen, so, okay, let's go back. The whole point of his existence is that it's this primordial creature that was made and after he made humanity he didn't want it no more so he tried to destroy it but then it's similar to like the titan story where the guys try to take down their own father it's like that so now his father has got like i think the being gets weaker or whatever his father finds him if he finds him everybody dies so he was like, listen, if you don't do this, you're going to lose her memory forever. And he was like, okay, fine. I'll give you my fucking liver. And he take a shard and he get the fucking liver out. This nigga take it. His torment is now over. And then <laughs> this nigga look up like, okay, it's done. I've saved humanity. I'm a hero. He's like, no, heroes are remembered. We will be forgotten. He's like, you are fucking being a destruction. Nobody's going to remember you. And this nigga dies. I'm like, huh? Oh, I was hoping that the, the girlfriend had somehow found the book. Yeah. And 
summon the uh, primordial being and say, all right, this nigga gonna kill me. But I got this book and I'm gonna show your ass. Nah. <laughs> that no, no. would have been lit. She went bye-bye. Like, oh, then... yeah, you, you got me. I know I'm dead. Yeah. Where's, but I got this demonic book. <laughs> I got the, the book. And I'm about to read out of it and let y'all know. And let you know. I can't yeah. be fucked with. But no. I thought that was a great little twisty, not the biggest twist of the century, but good enough for me. There's a scary movie that I watched that had to do with a book, and mm-hmm. they call it The Book Inside of There. And that shit was pretty good. I can't remember what it was called. I only really remember like the scary movies that I don't think are scary or funny. Like Insidious was funny to me. Yeah. Um, the one movie where dude was inside a TV screen, that shit was hella boring. Um, they said it was supposed to be like scarier than Insidious and everything like that. And um, oh, Sinister. Yeah, Sinister. Oh, Sinister. Fuck with me. I don't like horror movies. I don't like Sinister horror was hella boring. But Sinister is like, a good one. It I, took I say. so long to like <laughs> get to where it needed to go. It's like this nigga in a TV screen, and then now you watched it, and so now your kids is gonna wake up and kill you. All right, cool, got it. Mm-hmm. Why does it take four hours to explain? <laughs> like you guys are talking too much. There's not there's not enough jump scare in this. Yeah, I no, literally I like, fell asleep on it. Oh uh, no, I don't. And like then jump woke up movies. at the end oh. and said, "All right, <laughs> well, this is kind of what I saw coming. Y'all all died, and these kids are getting up out of here. Yeah, and going with him. Sounds about right. <laughs> no, sinister, sinister, and insidious are really good movies." And no, Sinister. And Insidious is hella funny. And Sinister. Insidious it 2, up. where the little boy comes out the cabinet and is, mm-hmm. is dancing. That shit is hilarious to me. <laughs> That's wild. No, that was a cute little jump scare, but no, I I think those are really good horror movies just in their own merit. I don't like jump scares and shit, and I don't like slasher fix. I don't understand. I will never understand. No, it was a part of my vocabulary, but I really like a psychological. What the fuck is happening? I love a good. What is going on? The possession. On here? That's the movie I'm talking about. Oh, okay. And it's a box that this little girl finds. Mm. And from there, it is just all havoc. But it's like based on like Jewish mythology. And oh, like, cool. Yeah, so it was a little like different turn and everything like that. I was like, oh, all right. This is creepy. Yeah, and then I got into some TikTok anime, random like little you know how you doing like they take the little clip and they put the music over there so i'm like oh that's like hella fun so of course the fucking manga that i find or graphic novel is nowhere to be found in the united states i'm like <laughs> but he looked like a really dope artist and then i found some what is animes it? let's see one of them is well, the one that you can't find in the United States. His name is um Shinta whatever the fuck I don't know. Hold on, put it in my thing. But anyway, the name of the book is called like Parastasis or Paris something. So hold on, wait, Parastics or some shit like that. And it's a, like a dystopian type joint. But like I said, what drew me to it was the. Uh, the artwork, yeah, Parataxis by Shintaro Kago. That shit looked a hell of fucking cool. And then there is an animated, like a lot of 80s anime came up. I'm like, I don't know if I want to indulge in this. 
I'm like, okay, I'm gonna give it a shot. <laughs> Cause I never really do. Never, and then it inspired me. And then what was the other one? The uh, This one new, and I'm like, I need to get Crunchyroll. <laughs> I don't know, what, what the fuck is it called? Ah, oh, damn it. Yeah, Life Lessons or Uruchi Anisan. I'm gonna try that. It looked fun. But yeah, that's what random three o'clock in the morning just start suggesting to me. I'm like, yes, feed me new things. You might have to. No, you can find it. What the book? No, it's not it. No, that's a wall sticker. Maybe on eBay. Maybe. Because it has a. Oh. IBN number so right. it was a book so it, it means it existed yeah he got another one that I reserved at the library Dementia 21 which I'm kind of excited to see but uh and then there was somebody that influenced that dude that y'all like so much with the fucking Ghibli what's his name is that his name Ghibli no that's the studio name yeah studio Ghibli the dude that did that they mm-hmm. said he was inspired by one of these movies so I got that movie oh, okay <laughs> so that was pretty fun Miyazaki. pretty mellow yeah pretty mellow okay oh. what'd you do what's today Sunday Sunday. I um went to the grocery store and I um got some groceries I um listen to a lot of music. I listen to a lot of and watch a lot of AMVs. That's yeah. what I do. I listen to a lot of music, listen to watch a lot of AMVs. Um Saturday I did the other show. Mm-hmm. Um I went to the gym. Um Did you end up go seeing the movie? No. Oh, okay. No. None of it was that interesting. No, not for me to leave my house. I said I'm here. I said I'll be here, and so I was. <laughs> so you know, I uh, turned all my lights on and got them going, and then I had a wonderful time. For sure. I finished off my little uh, Crown Royal. Mm-hmm. Very disappointed in that. There'll be more. Yeah, I was looking at my refrigerator, and I was like, hmm. Well, for the last three months, you've been able to open this and be like, all right, well, I got nothing but water and liquor. <laughs> and now you got water. <laughs> well, I got, like, sodas and shit now, but mm-hmm. I need to re-up on the liquors because I ain't got no liquors in there. So I said, that's crazy. You drink all the liquors, tell me what you're doing. So I need to redo that. Um Made some spaghetti. Real leisurely. Gentleman of leisure lifestyle over here. Yeah, I'm chilling. Um, yeah. uh, he said, wait for the next thing to go shake. Okay. Yeah, like I'm. I'm going to get out in these streets here in a bit, but it's just now starting to warm up. It sure is. It's delightful. Yeah. And so I'm like, all right, well, that's nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can be outside again because you motherfuckers want to freeze a motherfucker. But yeah, <laughs> other than that, I've just been chilling. It's been a pretty chill weekend, honestly. Mm-hmm. I, f- 
felt really good. And it's been a good thing. Like, got some good news. Some, like, infinitely less stress. And so I think that's why I just decided to just chill. Because it's like, I've been slightly short on more stress side. And so, right. getting this good news, I was like, all right, well, big bad. Look at life. Look at life. Working <laughs> out. Hey, sir. Said, hey, if anything, you can do this and still figure it out. I said, you're right. So, that ain't bad. Um, other than that, I can't really complain about much over the weekend. I ain't stubbed my big toe. Mm. That's a blessing. You know, people wake up and stub their toe all, all the, the time. time. Yeah, that shit is crazy. Cuckoo. My mother is definitely getting older. <laughs> <laughs> she do. So... From her explanation, she was sitting, and I guess sitting cross-legged or whatever, and uh, that turned into her leg falling asleep and her mm-hmm. foot falling asleep. So when she went to stand up, I guess she didn't recognize that she didn't have her foot all the way down because she says it was numb. Mm-hmm. And she somehow fractured her arch. Jeez, man, they can't be falling at these ages. And now she's in a boot. Yeah. I don't think the only thing she fractured or fell. Mm. Yeah, I, I just was like, oh, that's I was like, you fractured your arch getting up. You old. <laughs> <laughs> How old is she? Um, in her sixties, also. Okay. Yeah. So I was just like, that's a, that's crazy. Then I yelled at her. What the fuck? Yeah. Why? Because she came up. Because she ain't been here all um, weekend, which is fine. Because she got my dad, like, driving her around and shit. Because she can't drive because she broke her or fractured her arch. Right, her foot. right foot. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So her ass can't do nothing. I was going to say, that would have been infinitely better if it was the left one. Yes. So her ass <laughs> come over and is hobbling in the house without her crutches. Where the fuck are your crutches? Oh, okay. Well, they don't have any padding and they're uncomfortable. Get a get a towel. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna get those while we're out. Well, why aren't they with you? <laughs> and so I yelled at her, and then I went to the car and yelled at my dad. Hey, where are her crutches? Well, you know, she hard. She didn't want to take them. Oh no. Well, you know, it's her choice. Yeah, you're right. It is her choice to grab them. But then as soon as she chooses not to, you choose to grab them and put them in the back of the fucking car. What mm-hmm. are we talking about? Right. Like, y'all need to make better decisions as a unit, as individuals, and overall. So, <laughs> and then I left it with grocery shopping. <laughs> I can't wait till you get kids, man. That's going to be a great sight to see. Yeah, because they tripping. What the fuck is y'all doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Like... He's like, get this tough love, bitch. What the fuck? You're not taking care of yourself? Take better fucking care of yourself, stupid. And then walk off. I yelled, I love you. At least it was good intentions. (laughs) That's what matters. I carried her. Well, I picked her up and put her in the car. Yeah. Because her ass was like, help me in the car because I can't get up. I can't get up because you ain't got no goddamn crutches. (laughs) If I had a step stool, no, you don't need steps, so you need crutches. Don't tell me about nothing else besides why you ain't got your crutches with you. This is the most loving story I've ever yeah, heard. Yeah, because I, I only have I only have one of them. That's what I tell her all the time. 
only have one of you. <laughs> I love you, bitch. You're my only mother. <laughs> so you have to take care of yourself because I right. need you to be here. Right. I got one. Mm-hmm. Fuck's wrong with her. <laughs> just doing crazy shit. Just I just don't be understand. I'm just be so confused. Like, which well, is fucking funny because you went from that to not understanding why John Wick went on this whole fucking rampage. First of all, it was about a dog. 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 You didn't let me know that you had seen no none of those movies beforehand. It was about a dog. No, it wasn't. I don't care what you have to say about that. <laughs> I honestly don't. What I know and what everybody tells me yeah. is is about a dog. That shit that you looked up on Google. That's not what I looked up. I've seen all of them. Okay, that shit that you remember. <laughs> I'm definitely not going off of that. Oh, you want me to take your memory? Nigga, it's in. You can you can go on Google and find this information. I can put a lot of shit on Google too. The fact that's that that's was not like, true. Who's this bitch? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who so is funny. she? Who is this who chick? Like, who is she? I'm like, that's his wife. She was like, that's what this is about. I'm like, yeah. No, 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 no. No, this is not. No, this, no it's not. That don't make no sense. It don't make no sense. It don't make sense. I don't get it. I understand how it don't make sense. I don't understand how it don't make sense. I'll explain it one more time. It doesn't make sense because of this. If I'm married to a woman and I'm a secret super serial killer. Right. And I'm just out here whacking shit to death. Okay. And then my wife happens to pass away from a terminal illness. I'm extremely saddened. I am torn apart. Shattered. Will you? Um, And then at no point though am I like god damn it she the universe gave her illness and she passed away I gotta go kill everybody that's not you no 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 what happened is no 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 what happened is she left him a dog because she recognized that he wasn't a whole complete human being right 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 she said hey I know that you give me love but you don't really do that so I need you since I know I'm going to be gone to love this thing Okay. This thing turned into was a dog. And then these niggas killed the dog. And stole his car. And stole his car. But it was about the dog. Mm-hmm. And then so yeah. No, it's not about the dog. You killed my you dog, so now I have to kill you. The dog. You know you <laughs> killed my dog, so now y'all all gotta die. Exactly. Yes. Okay, but that in itself is not solely about the dog. The whole overarching story was y'all messed with no. the wrong nigga that was grieving. And now he's coming after everybody. Yeah, because it's my dog. That is a part of the story. Is that the no. whole story? No. No, no, no. The dog is the Everybody name. in the movie kept saying, it's about a dog, and it's supposed to be like, ha-ha, funny, because clearly it's not about a fucking dog. It's about the fact that this man was disturbed. This man who was woken up from his sleep, his slumber, his retirement, and they just picked the wrong one. And then it started getting into all that whole world building and all the high I know table and is shit. What I saw is him going around page and getting into a car while it was moving. Mm-hmm. Him get shot off a building by the old dude that snapped and had everybody inside of the like building be a part of like uh, the whole organization and be like, "No, bro, you ain't got this. We got this, <laughs> and you gotta go." Mm-hmm. And him be upset and very sad about his dog being dead. 
Y'all keep trying to make this about some like, love story. That's weird. That's not a love anyway, story. Anyway, let's get into these topics. I'm not even about to do this with you. This is not a love story. I'm no not about that. to do this with no you. I'm really not about to do this with you. You got your. You know what? Hmm. We. You watched the movie, right? Mm-hmm. You interpreted it the way you wanted to. I'm yeah. gonna interpret the way I wanted to. It's about right. dogs. <laughs> Fucking crazy. <laughs> The fact, the fact that you was like, who the fuck is that? It was so fucking funny to me. I was so confused. That's why I keep bringing it up. I'm, I'm like, so confused. Who the fuck is that? I, sorry that I was confused. I just. I was like, who the fuck is that? I'm like, I don't. That's it. No, no. I, <laughs> uh-huh. I'm, I love to start things in the middle. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. But something that I, I guess I kind of do, but don't do fully. Has cut family members off. What about you? <laughs> that pause is like, let me think. So my story is that I'm not really close with anybody like in my external family. After like around twelve or thirteen, I just stopped. <laughs> I just stopped. <laughs> I just stopped trying to connect with them, like really trying to like build relationships and things like that and if I see them it's not like animosity but I really don't have besides my brothers and my parents that's literally the only family like I really fuck with other than that like don't none of them come to like that could be a lot though compared to other people <clears throat> what do you mean I mean if you say you got your brother so that's more than one yeah so at, at least two right then so you got four people that you can say you close with and that care about you and you care about them right so that's more than what the average person has no I'm not saying that the average person I'm just saying that's like the story that we was talking about before yeah yeah there's a sister they're close mm-hmm. but that's each other <laughs> so it's like yeah so I can say like I ain't never like I don't know if that's considered cutting off. And probably is. Like, you just don't feel like putting effort in with people you think just don't give a fuck about you. And in turn, you just don't really give a fuck about them. Is that cutting people off or no? I don't think that's really cutting people. I think yeah. cutting people someone off is more of a, like, You've established active something. decision. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not engaging with them. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it's more of a... I've decided that I no longer want to engage with this person on any level. So, right, 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 right. So no for you. I've um <clears throat> I've flirted with cutting people off. Mm-hmm. Like my family's strange where there is a lot of like unspoken tension mm-hmm. between like everybody Mm. and sometimes that like influences the way that family dynamics play out and the way that people engage with each other like and it can be like something petty like not saying happy birthday you're missing someone's hat saying happy birthday and they don't want to speak to you, period. 
like it's like the, the world's like oh fuck them <laughs> how right. did we get here <laughs> like what it meant a lot yeah to them yeah it's a very very important thing and so it's like you can't miss that because mm-hmm. if you miss that you know that this is going to lead it's going to lead to an issue and so it's like alright that, that's that's petty and so, but that has led to issues where people are like when niggas is in their 20s they're not necessarily thinking about everybody's birthday all the time right so it's like you gotta kind of have some grace for that but there's not a lot of like space for that and it's like a lot of well, I, did that, I, I did this and that's from like everybody in the family it's like well I did these things and mm-hmm. it's like y'all do a lot of things based on the expectation of what other people are going to do and if you continue to do things that way you're going to continue to be frustrated like you got to do things based on what you need to get done and or what you want to do yeah and that's not a lot of how they operate it's a lot of like which is I guess probably why I like rally, rally against it and like rebel against it so much it's like this is the right thing to do if it was the right thing to do you'd probably be in a better position <laughs> but you think that it, you're morally obligated to <clears throat> make this decision I don't make it right it just means what you think you're supposed to be doing and that's based off of some arbitrary like value system that someone else gave to you let's not make life decisions that way right I hate that like black people had this like imaginary thing of what family's supposed to do and we never really acted out with each other like I'm so sick of that shit like, it's a very much uh, <laughs> y'all don't treat each other we don't treat each other like family like get the fuck out start paying bills before you really even ready uh, you think you grown now how many times have my brother been kicked out the fucking house because my father just decided to be going a fucking rampage just because like you niggas really love saying that family is so important but you don't act like it and I'm thoroughly sick of it <laughs> Thoroughly. Yeah, no, so I've definitely at points like just like block numbers and be like, I'm just not dealing with them anymore. Yeah. And then I'll say that the other way that, that my family operates is like, I'm more of the aloof one. Mm-hmm. Um, and at one point, <clears throat> I was the kid that everybody wanted, but I didn't really, but only in certain instances, kind of like a showpiece. Right. Like, my uncle liked me in instances because I was the boy boy that he wanted. Yeah. And his son wasn't any of the rough and tough things, and that's not how he envisioned his son being so there was a lot of like pitting us against each other mm. my aunt liked and even with her own kids likes the aesthetic of children and of being a mom of Getting people seeing you and, and yeah, looking cute and like 
um, her daughter was very much like a mini me and yeah. kind of like treated like, oh, you're gonna be a pretty, pretty princess and all of this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. And she just happened to be amenable to that, whereas her um, second daughter, that wasn't her personality type. And so like they clashed because she wants you to be like, this picturesque and then yeah we're gonna do all these things as long as all these things are the things that you like mm. but if you don't really like these things and you wanna be more like engaged in sports and playing basketball that's not up her alley she don't wanna do that so for me it was like alright I'm gonna take you around we're gonna go on shopping sprees and things like that because it's it looks good <clears throat> for sure excuse me I'm sure it made her feel good as well oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> definitely a dopamine release in there to and exchange of like good energy mm-hmm. but I just definitely think that I recognized that and then kind of became super aloof towards the family mm. where it's like I from what I see there's no way to engage inside of my family structure without being involved inside of some semblance of the mess and the bullshit that's going on. And that just don't seem productive to me. And so I've just kind of opted completely out. Like, I only know things by way of, like, my mom telling me. Right. Like, when my cousin was in the hospital. Yeah. Like... I um, she was the one who told me and then even then it was like alright you probably someone was like you probably should go see her I was like oh, alright you're right mm-hmm. <laughs> and so but once I saw her and everything like that and it was getting consistent updates it was like alright well I'm going to go back to like my jaded castle and be far removed and I'm going to hear about these things I'll check in and as soon as that situation is back to being cool and copacetic I'm not going to be calling and asking about this every day. I'll, I'll call my mother, talk to her daily. We talk about how how she's doing. But I don't ask about any of the family stuff. But she just gets into it with me. She's like, well, this is what your cousin is doing. And it's like, it's crazy. I guess I kind of cut off my cousin because I just don't want to. She just does crazy stuff. And I don't think that there's a lot of positive conversation that we can have right now. Right. And I think that's a lot of like what I call like my temporary cutoffs is where I don't think that right now is a space where we can engage in a positive fashion. So no one's really done anything as of late to me that's all like crazy out the way. But I also don't put myself in a position to like allow that to happen where the rest of the family, they do things to each other where it's like someone borrowed around $20,000 from another family member Mm -hmm. and then decided that they didn't have to pay that back because another family member at one point had (laughs) given them $20,000 or around that amount and didn't expect it back. And so since they didn't expect it back, they felt like the this one person. shouldn't expect it back either. And just like, I'm not doing it. 
Nigga, what? <laughs> that's a lot of money to just be not paying back to a nigga. Yeah. That's not $100, nigga. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, 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 no. When I say, like, there's, like, tensions and weird shit between my family, it's not little things. It's tens of thousands of dollars worth of things. It's like, oh, you guys just made this decision. Okay. After you came because you needed something. All right, got it, heard. But it's, so it's just like just seeing things like that and recognizing like, all right, well, y'all keep making these decisions. And granted, they haven't been to the same tune of this $20,000, but five here, 2500 there, we're still not making the best decision or things are coming back extremely, extremely slow on a delayed level but some of it I blame on them it's like there's a lack of accountability yeah on everybody's part and I think that I would have to cut off people if I was involved in these situations and then there was no accountability but since I removed myself from that I can engage as I want to and I don't have to feel like I need to cut people off and there's nothing inside of my childhood that was so crazy and I think that's probably because we moved uh, out of California and then got out of of my grandmother's house because I could say that was a very interesting dynamic inside of that household where my grandfather is definitely the head of the house Mm -hmm. he's partial to like in children like his kids like progeny girls and so he my mom was daddy's girl and then um my little cousin since she was the only female he spoiled her to death which whatever my grandmother and him very tenuous relationship so anything that he adored she hated Hmm. so my mother and her very tenuous relationship my cousin and her very tenuous relationship because she would do vindictive stuff to her that she wouldn't do to anybody else. My grandmother, on the other hand, though, is partial to boys. So while it was just me, it was perfect. My grandmother, though, is truly partial to light-skinned boys. Mm. So out of me and my cousin, it was him. Because he's the fairer skin, closer to her. Mm-hmm. So it's always been a weird dynamic inside of my family where it's like, kind of political where it's like alright well this grandparent is clearly fucking with them and now we were kind of aligned even though you didn't fuck with my mom you were fully like engaged with me cause I was the new boy in the family right but now that there's another boy and he's like you're like no 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 this is the baby cause me and him are literally three years apart so it's not like no two years apart mm-hmm. so it's not like there's a whole lot that of what you could do for him that you couldn't do for me. Right. Because we're right in that same age range. Where it's like, all right, but you clearly divested interest from me and moved over into that, which is cool. I don't really feel any way about it, but I definitely recognize that. So it's always kind of been like, all right, well, I'm going to go do my own thing, but 
I'm also like the only child. Like my cousins, they're siblings. Mm -hmm. So they've always kind of like had each other where for me it's like, I'm gonna do my own thing. And that's kind of carried over to now where it's like, all right, well the family is the family, but I've always been pretty comfortable being alone and not necessarily engaging with y'all on a day-to-day basis. So I'm gonna keep that as it is. But I don't know if I could fully like cut off like my mom or something like that. She'd have to do something crazy. But I get that there are people that have like severed relationships with their parents. Yeah. Like the story I was talking about with with my homie and like his mom and his dad and how they don't speak really. It's, I don't know. I don't, it's hard to see at this point what could happen. Like, even right now with, like, certain ways that I feel about things that my mother is, like, not even necessarily done, but, like, use her, like, positioning in my life to, like, point towards. I feel a way about that. But it's not enough of a way for me to be, like... all right, we can't speak anymore. But I guess it's also not a, a level of like, well, get the fuck over it and, and deal with it yourself. Where if like that was her mentality, I think that maybe I might have a different like response. But so I can definitely see if you don't get that level of accountability where it might be time like, all right, I had to cut you off because you're in a position that you can hurt me emotionally and I can't allow you to keep doing that to me. Right, the good always, the bad, basically. In yeah, her right character, now. yeah, in her character for now, in <laughs> the good outweighs the bad. At least that's how I feel with my mother. It's been plenty of hurt that you don't even know is fucking hurt until recently. She said something about, um, I got really angry and I couldn't say anything because I was going to explode. She was talking about how I always kept an eye on you and always, you know, made sure I knew where my daughter was. And I'm like, you in my head, I'm like, you wasn't fucking there. I just remember being so mad. I was just like, let me just stop because I just can't blow up on my mother for clearly years of fucking hurt that I felt all this goddamn time. But now with my father, I don't speak to him every day because, like I said, I I forgive both of my parents. I can honestly say that. And if I got to do it again, I got to do it again and keep continuously forgiving them. But it's just some things, paths you just can't go back on. And I don't know. I've said it before. Like, I just can't. If I can't have a conversation with you and not know if tomorrow something's going to be pissy and you're going to insult me, I'd rather not say anything to you at all. So... But is he cut off? No, because when I needed a ride to a hospital, he gave me one. We dare to help each other and it's love there. But like as far as like everyday interactions where like you feel like you can be close, I can't do that. Yeah, it's I don't just have a level of close. That makes sense. Yeah, like I, it's just too much a risk to be close. And you've been hurt so many times. You're like, well, there's no nothing. To, <laughs> we can't build on this. You don't really want to. You don't really owe me that. You might owe my mother that, but I don't feel like he owes me that anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, he ain't got to raise me anymore, so that's done for. So now it's just some basic human shit. You don't owe me these things that I keep continuously looking for. And as sucky as that is, I would love to just sit down with my father and just have a conversation and ask him for advice, but 
it's too risky. So that's why. So I wouldn't say that's a cutoff, but I would definitely say that is an arm's length relationship. <laughs> no, I can understand that where it's like, it's better to deal with you from a distance where <clears throat> when we get too close, it's like water and oil and we don't necessarily mix. Yeah, no, we don't. And you know what I'm saying? I, <clears throat> I'm like, well, you know, if this is how you treat people, that's also fine, but you can't treat me like that. Yeah, no, I don't want to be... Right, and it's not especially in front of my daughter. Like, you can't disrespect me in front of my daughter. That got to be the stoppy ruse of the century. Yeah, That's really. when I knew, like, no, you can't talk to me. <laughs> you can't no, talk to me. And my daughter not going to see that because I've made a vow to myself that she's going to get a pretty decent to great dad from here and there. There's no more fucking up in the male arena where I'm bringing around men I really can't trust around her. So she she was like, where are you going? And sometimes I go out or whatever. And she was like, I don't never see these niggas. I'm like, yeah, why the fuck would I do that? <laughs> no, there's no there's no access to you for real. Like, I got to value, you got to validate and see who are you deserve to like get more and that's that's got to be earned so yeah no this it's not an easy process and a lot of men don't want to deal with you because you have a child that's fine and even if they do even if they do you gotta this just take time so i'm just like "Hmm, i've been here before i fucked up in a major way once you just can't afford to have it happening yet so but anyway but as far as family i guess in my case it's always been I've always been called the odd one out. So you either too sensitive, you're a crybaby, you this, you that. And I'm like, I'm not hanging around you niggas. <laughs> you don't make me feel like I'm a part of the family. So what would be the point? What would be the point of hanging around y'all? And I'm not like, oh, are y'all cut off? Or if I see them, I'm just like, well, fuck you. It's just like the, the thing to build that whole, I'm not, I'm not pretending like they are. I feel like black people pretend that they know family and that they want a family and like you said they had these ideas well they have this expectation of roles and they expect you to play a role but they don't want to let that go after people's repeated actions have shown like they don't really like you like that i get it that y'all shared whatever and y'all grew up or whatever and Y'all play cards many a nights together. That's fine. <laughs> but you can also walk away from that bullshit, dude. Yeah, but it's like, nope, you're in this role. So whenever you need to do these role duties, you're family. So you need to adhere to what this role yeah, calls. Yeah, no it's one like, owes you that. <clears throat> I'm like, I don't want to do that. I, I'm, I guess I can't say I'm not like the outcast or black sheep in my family. I'm yeah. just more of everybody kind of knows that. I'm cool till I'm not. And so that allows me and everybody else to operate on a great space where it's like, mm-hmm. we can be extremely cordial, have a great time, laugh, joke, and kiki, and keep it very service level. Or y'all could go down a rabbit hole that y'all really don't want to. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you about yourself, and then I'm going to proceed to just not speak to y'all. Because I'm like everybody else, I don't care uh, about talking or not talking. And I don't be involved in the family business enough for it to affect anything else. Like where right. I'm going to have to hear about this from someone else every day when I see them. I see who I want to when I want to. And when I don't want to speak about something, I don't. 
Like I, I would literally sometimes my mom would tell me about something like, "Mommy, <laughs> you know I don't care. Right. I only care about what's going on with you and how your day is going. I don't care about that." She's like, "I know. I'm still gonna tell you." But she'll stop then. She'll she'll give me a break. She's like, All right, clearly today is not the day for this. Yeah, because I, today I just don't. I, like, she be telling me stuff about my little cousin and my uncle. And they just making terrible decisions. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just not speaking to either one. Like, and I'm not mad at him. It's, it, she doing a whole lot of wild shit. Like out here on everything. Cool. I get that you would never want to see your daughter like that. But if you have your grandson and you holding him down and making sure that his life is stable, you can't then bring in the chaotic element that keeps upsetting his life. Mm-hmm. And then running to other people to be like, hey, she flipped out and I need you to convince her to to chill out again. And by chill out, I mean bring her son back. Mm. So his life can go return to some normalcy and not be around you while you're just doing whatever on the shits. So no, I'm extremely upset with her because why you did leave him where he's at. But I'm also mad at you because, yeah, I get that you want to save her, but you can't. Right. You can't do both things right now. You got to pick one. And it's hard to pick what's more important sometimes. Choosing something is extremely hard. No one likes to choose. Right. Because then you don't have to take the responsibility of your choice. Yep. No one likes to choose things. And... There's a lot of like non choices that happen in my family or non action, I guess. And so that's another reason why I don't want to be involved because it's like, if we're just going to talk about how we have someone that's unfit around the kid, just doing crazy things, and we're worried about the kid, but we're not going to take the necessary uncomfortable steps to really either A, be there and take, take care of or get other people involved to handle the situation, then I don't want to talk about this anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't like to talk about things to make myself feel better and shit on the other person that's doing bad in the family. That's not valuable to me either. And there's a lot of that that happens as well. And so I guess that's that's why I'm aloof with my family. It's like, yeah. What we do is talk about what's going on with them. Don't make real actions. Talk about how that shit's fucked up and crazy. And how we tired of them and how we not dealing with them right now. How about I just don't deal with any of it at all? Right, because it's not like <laughs> anybody's making a change for the better. Not at all. And then once you say, like, my mother dealt with this growing up. Like, she said people would treat her like, oh, you think you're just better than everybody. But at the heart of it, she just didn't want to deal with a whole bunch of dysfunction. Like her, you know, her father was in and out of her life. Her mother was a alcoholic. She ran a whole bunch of card games out the house like every weekend. The mom had two jobs. My grandmother had two jobs. Uh, she had eight kids. Like my mother, <laughs> my mother was thoroughly tired 
of the shit. <laughs> she was just really tired of being in a household. You know, we don't know that. We don't know that everybody needs something different. Like your children, all your children are the same and they need different things. Of course, they need basic things, which is where like I think we go wrong. We stop it. You know, giving your kids the basic things and thinking that's it. I'm washing my hands of it. <laughs> and then don't really do little to no effort to cultivate the other part. And, um, no, I think we had a right to opt out of the dysfunction or whatever we don't see fit for our lives. And I know that's what you think the concept of family is. I'm supposed to unconditionally accept your shitty behavior, but it's not that way. Uh-huh. It's not. I don't know. I get maybe other cultures do it and maybe they can get together and bullshit and kiki but I really I just I don't think I can do that which sucks because I would love it if I had a cousin or five like the next time I get married I think about like my side of the family and who's gonna be there and it's really not gonna be a whole bunch of people and I'm just like damn I wonder if I'm doing a disservice to my daughter because I'm just not that cool with a whole bunch of people and I probably am. This is probably going to be a topic of discussion in her therapy one day. <laughs> but I'm like, listen. I would say. I can't. The best thing that my advice and the kind of thing that I've been thinking about in terms of this is like, I don't, I was super on the only child wave mm-hmm. for a long, long time. But I've kind of gotten removed from that where it's like, yeah. I think I want my kid to have a sibling. Yeah. Just, and I want to make sure that I, I do my part in, like, making sure y'all are, like, raised right and close and, like, not shitty individuals. <laughs> so, but y'all can have a decent bond. Yeah. And even though all this other people, everybody else around y'all might be on some fat trash, y'all got each other. Because I think about, like, damn, after my mom passes, mm-hmm. it's like... How connected am I going to be to everybody? Right. Yeah, because my mom and dad is be the lifelines. Like, I really don't know. You know more family drama than I do. All I know is the last time somebody didn't pay a $200 tab and mine had to pay for it. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Just give it up. There's nothing else. Somebody in the hospital, somebody got this. Like, I know a few things, but, you know. If them two niggas go, I don't have no real connection to them. I'm connected decently because I guess, like I said, I was the first grandchild. Um, so all the adults formed a quasi like parental bond with me when I was first around. Like my aunt calls me son, has mm-hmm. called me son for the entirety of like our like relationship. But it's also like weird because it's like we don't really speak if you and my mom don't like y'all talk and aren't supposed to do stuff, but y'all don't necessarily like fully like click and everything like that. And there's it's just so much unresolved. And I guess that's a lot of like my thing. It's like I know about so much unresolved issues that right. for me it's like. It's hard to move past things when no one wants to, like, really be like, all right, let's just be honest, brass tacks it, and then move forward. But everybody wants to be in their feelings, 
and yeah that pride will and, fuck with oh you boo that motherfucking pride that fucking corny ass pride motherfuckers keep on doing too cause you wanna appear a certain fuck way fuck that pride shit <laughs> pride what did Marcellus Wallace say in Pulp Fiction pride is the devil pride never helps it only hurts so that's what I'm saying like all this fucking all this pride and you don't want to be real you don't want to look stupid but you want closeness with the people around you you niggas play too many motherfucking mental gymnastics for me to really overly invest like I said I can see you I could be cool I don't hate anybody like I just I don't fuck with nobody but I'm also not playing the mental gymnastics ass fucking game I think I told this story before when I tried to get my dad in like group therapy one day. <laughs> that was a whole fucking disaster. Jesus fucking Christ. At 14, you don't realize the roles you be playing. Like, damn, at 14, I tried to get everybody in fucking group therapy. My mom opted out. She just went to work. My dad took us and it just ended up blowing up in our faces. But Why? Why what? Why you think it blew up in your face? Because I don't think my dad wanted to talk about nothing they real weird about talking to other people about their problems when they clearly need some type of help but whatever like he got really aggressive with the psychiatrist and the psychiatrist just kept agreeing with him with everything that the father was saying i was like so we're not getting anywhere here just fuck it <laughs> just forget it this won't happen again you're right you're right uh-huh. but no that's what i remember this is a 14 year old girl trying to do something i was like I love y'all. We can get help. No, things were better <laughs> when my grandfather was around. Yeah. I'll say that. Everybody, like, there was a level of closeness and a level of, like, all right, this is what he wants, and so this is what we're going to do. And, like, everyone, like, my family unit is kind of small, so everyone's his kid. So mm-hmm. it's like, all right, well, this is what dad wants. But once he passed, it's like, all right, we all were just doing whatever. And so it's like, I'd love for there to be, like, a return to, like, all right, let's start to, like, really, like, mend some of these issues and get back to, like, being a closer family. Like how we were, like, we used to, like, sit around, like, the table at one of the family members' houses and... All the older generation would tell stories about when they were kids and mm-hmm. other, the kids would play <clears throat> play and just have a good time it was just a much more close and connected time and then after he passed it was just like everyone was like well fuck that and it was just it's just been weird like I definitely noticed this shift from him being here to him being gone to everything kind of just like taking a weird spiral and it's like that's sad in a way where it's like you can kind of see a microcosm of like how great empires fall it's like well y'all had a great leader but he ain't necessarily had the forethought to put an heir in place that was gonna like continue his vision or get the other people up under him to really like subscribe to like this way of thinking they were more like following him because this is what he said to do yeah, and I don't think that, I don't know what that was, but you can see it in my father, right? He just didn't, 
can be emotionally absent where you're not taking the extra step to be like, all right, this is what you do as a man. This is what you do here. This is what you do that. Didn't take the extra step. He was just kind of doing his own thing. And, you know, (laughs) you don't see that. You don't see him like the importance of being like, and even with women too, you don't see a lot of, I don't know if it was before us and I don't even know if it's just our generation that's going to like flip the script, but you don't see people like, and that shit upsets me so much to see like what our grandparents left behind and it don't be nothing you be like you ain't leave nothing behind <laughs> at least at least at least in what i see i don't know how most black families operate but you're like you ain't leave nothing behind nobody i guess in mentality shit. yeah for yeah. me it's like sure you might leave stuff behind but like what mentality, mentality did we leave behind like yeah did we really like generate like closeness and and things like that or did we generate like all right we gonna all bite our tongues and come together and be cool because this is what dad said and we gonna do what dad said and that's a lot of what it seems like and growing up I didn't realize that's what it was and then after it changed it was like oh so this was all just because y'all all had a common person that y'all respect to listen to and now that that's no longer a thing y'all all are just doing whatever yeah, like, you didn't instill no sense of purpose, which, you know, your purpose is kind of inherent, really a big part of why you, you could be human. And if you're not tapping in that potential in there, it was just no, it's just little to no reinforcement on. And why are, like, we so afraid to give each other jobs? Like, you do this because that's just how it's always been. And this is proven that time and time again, this is what works for this. This is a basics of what works for a man. This is basically what works for a woman. And now all of a sudden that's just not a thing anymore. Even though it's like a time-tested, true generation after generation, this is what's working. This was always working because it's just what you are. None of that, (laughs) none of it. And even if you didn't have to do that, like you could just take it off a gender and say like, well, financial wise, you want to make sure that when you go on this, this and that and the third is taken care of at the very least or whatever. And even like you said, it don't have to be a material thing, but more mentality if that's what you're looking for. We don't leave behind shit. I guess I'll say in closing to the question of do I cut off family? I'll say no. I don't actively because there's I was able to maneuver effectively around a lot of like childhood bullshit. I'm very much like a a duck in the way that water rolls off its back in the way that like I hold on to things. Where it's very easy for me to just be like, oh, all right, well, whatever. Like, I could look at like certain actions from my grandparents and like, mm, I could hate y'all for this and just be like, and have built upon that. Where for me, it's just like, all right, everything has kind of been like its own individual instance. Nothing is like amounted to me looking back and be like, oh, this was traumatic. Mm-hmm. Everything for me has been very like, all right, this happened then, dealt with it, no longer care about it, moved on. I guess the only thing that I can say is probably on my, like, the side of my father, whereas, like, I recognize more of, like, there's some things that I could have gained from you if you hadn't been around that I didn't and that I lack because that wasn't provided. Right. 
I dislike that about you because of that. No, I got so much resentment here. And I'm not going to mince words until like it's not there, at least for me. There's a reason why there's nothing to cut off if you hadn't built anything in the first fucking place. <laughs> but do I cut people off? Absolutely. You can get cut the fuck off. But I haven't really done it because there's nothing there to be built to be like, okay, this is the before and this is the after. You know, I'm, I don't cut people off. I'm just really aloof. So it's never at this point. Once I was a teenager, there was nothing that anyone could really do to, like, like hurt me. And like I said, I was out of my grandparents' house. Uh, I was out moving around and doing teenager things. In that early years, it was very much my mother-centric and focused. And so I can say that she did an amazing job as a single parent to just be like, all right, let me provide all the support and just like encouragement you need. So where trauma would really get formed at, I didn't have that opportunity. And so when people started doing weirdo shit, for me, it just was like, oh, you niggas are weird. (laughs) (laughs) I'm out of here because I'm not internalizing none of this. It's you niggas. Mm -hmm. I know how someone's supposed to treat me. And if it's not that type of treatment, I don't really fuck with it or y'all. Like, I've had family members hide drugs on me when they get pulled over by the cops. Like, you're put to see your pets. <laughs> when I'm, like, five. It's like, <laughs> okay. Sure, I'll hide. I'll shove this down there. This is a fun fucking game. Yeah. <laughs> and, but then also that family member be like, you don't get to eat it until my kids eat. Mm-hmm. What? So if the food runs out when... If they to eat, then I have nothing. Okay. That's crazy. I don't I wanna go home. Right. <laughs> so it's very, very interesting dynamics where it's like, all right, I'm just super aloof because you niggas are weird. Yeah, no, Riley quick to cut people off. She cut off this one girl, the girl used to do my hair, her girlfriend had kids, and they got along for like ten minutes. <laughs> and then she was like, I don't like her anymore. She keeps doing this and I don't like it. Well, you got options here. (laughs) She'd be like, she's black now. All right. (laughs) It was friends for like two days. No, that's me. That's that's very much. She was was doing something I didn't like. I said, that's it? Yeah. You know, so it's sentimental? No. (laughs) Where'd she go? I'm like, it's been too late. But, you know, I'm trying to get her some more friends. And she was like, well, not that one. (laughs) Once I got a. Once I was able to really discern between I I like how I'm treated here and my mother had my cousins all the way up until probably I was in the sixth grade mm-hmm. and before that it would be like intermittent sporadic interactions with my uncle where it's like sometimes it's a cool one other times you're a weirdo so I don't really internalize this because you're not around long enough for me to really take this in the person I'm around all the time. She treats me extremely well. So at a point, I just started looking at all you niggas like, oh, I don't like y'all. <laughs> right. I'm not going to, you know, she's not going to do You want to go? No, nope, I don't want to go. I don't want to spend the night. I don't want to talk to them. I don't wanna, I'm not calling. You know, actually, I've cut off my dad's side of the family mm. for the most part. Oh, I mean, like, 
I don't call them. I don't speak to them. I have no desire to. But like one of them popped up and was there at the like on me the other day, and like I spoke. Then it was just like, oh, okay, well you're here now. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't expecting it. It's like I have no desire. But like I actively avoid like my grandmother. Like I do a lot of like avoidance of that side. Yeah. I don't really speak to him either. Me and him talk because. He's around my mother. Right, he's around my mother. I would and say, yeah. I need to know around. where my mother's at. And, this um, important thing is around or, that other thing. Yeah. That's, that's really, really why you have any level you of engagement. You say things, but they get you over here. You got my personal prized possession yeah. with you. And I know where you live. So. That's understandable. Yeah, but other than that, I'm not. I'm super aloof, so I don't really allow people to get to the point where I feel like I need to cut them off because once you start doing some weirdo shit, I'm just not going to deal with that. I'm like, ah. You know, my family members have never did anything. They just do the normal thing, bullying, just making me feel very uncomfortable, but nothing like an overall, I don't think we've ever been close enough for an arc, like a betrayal. I'm the aggressive one in the family. (laughs) Uh So there's not a lot of bullying or things like that because Tony goes the fuck off. Yeah, no, I didn't do that. So... You know, I'm very much. I will start. Yeah, I'm. My voice is going to become raised, and I'm going to start cussing. Cause, what are we doing? <laughs> oh, you got me all the. I've stormed out of. I've politely told my, uh, parent, not parent, my grandparent and uh, aunt about themselves, and then left the house. Mm-hmm. Said I'm. I'm leaving. I didn't ask. I said, I'm leaving. And then I called my mother and said, hey, this is what happened. I'm going here. They'll probably call you. All right, goodbye. Because <laughs> she was at work. I'm, but I'm also not staying in this house with them to deal with that. So I've always been like, I'm opting out. And if there's consequences for that, run that shit. Run the consequences. Because I'm not staying here. I don't care. I stay in a child's place. My place is at my friend's house. <laughs> How about that? There's children there. Yeah, there's, there's children there. We're going to do a lot of kid shit. There's children there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. About. <laughs> Goodbye. You know, I was, I'm, I've been always good for the one who's like, oh, you did something bad. Come here and receive the punishment. Catch me. <laughs> That's so funny as shit. Earn it. <laughs> or... Let it go. <laughs> Catch me in earnest. Yeah. <laughs> Nigga, what? Yeah, yeah, no. What? You already earned your ass whooping. Yeah, no. No, no, no. You decided that you wanted to <laughs> no, give no, me no, the no, ass no, whooping. No. You, you haven't already, earned the right to get this. Give me one. <laughs> come and get it. Yeah, come, come give me one. It's going to be worse. <laughs> uh, I'm sure it will be. <laughs> this is not going to make it easy. I'm not or, standing here. It might not happen at all. Mm. Let's see. <laughs> no, I didn't have that type of courage in me. None of that. I've been. None of that activeness. I've been fucking find a fuck it, fuck around and find out for a really long time. Cause I think that's just an inherently a boy thing. Cause if it was like eat all that on your plate, like I don't want it. You can't get up. Oh um, my! Beat. Co- my cousin was not like that at no, all. No, I'm definitely the one that was like, well, I don't want to get whooped, so I guess I'm just gonna sit here yeah, and play no, with this he food. He was super like, like passive and everything like that. Like, yeah, no, like, no, I'm no, just trying to do whatever. Me. You can't hit me. And uh, he didn't like to fight and everything like that. 
Okay. He was I me and him didn't have the greatest relationship. Mm-hmm. Because he was weird and I'm pretty good at like making friends and fitting into wherever I go. So I had a lot of decent friends and then there was he didn't. So he wants to hang out with me and my friends. I will fight you. Yep. I'm, I'm gonna lay hands on you. Because you're annoying and we don't like you. You're not our friend. And they keep trying to make you come with me. I don't know why. You're not. No one likes you. And you don't belong here. Yeah. Good job. (laughs) Do you want to go to your topic or how do you feel? No. All right. Save it for next week. That was pretty good. Pretty good topic I got there. You guys are going to have to wait, though. Because this one was great, too. Yeah. And now I don't play this goofy ass game next week. Mm. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Subscribe.